0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Reboot Your Relationship. My name is Lee Honish. I am joined as always by Joe Whitcomb, the expert coach and relationship expert of all things relationship. I know I said it many times. Welcome to 2020. How you doing, Joe?
1: Doing great. Happy New Year 2020. It's going gonna, it's gonna to rock. Let's get this started
0: right out of the way, Joe, right at the top. How do people get a hold of you? They want to text you right now and Reboot 2020. How do they reach you?
1: Three one zero five six zero zero seven two six. They can text me there, 310-560-0726. Or email me at joe at rebuildingconnection.com.
0: So we're going super meaty on 2020 right out of the gate for all of you. Um, and we're going to start off with how are we showing up daily to our personal relationships. So to clarify, Joe, when we say relationships, everybody just thinks partner to partner. But it's really about child to Father's mother, it's work relationship. Like life is relationships, so let's start right there for 2020.
1: Right, life is about relationships, um, and everything else is just details, right? It's <laughs> relationship with, uh, like you're saying, could be with your children, it could be with your partner, your spouse, your business partner. Um, so all of these relationships have uh, influence and impact in our lives in some way, and. And for a lot of us, we and if you go back to some of these prior uh, podcasts, we've talked about um, moving from these unconscious attachment styles or patterns into more conscious partnerships or relationships. Because, and I and I do want to say a few things about what we have been covering um, and the roadway and this path in practice and these uh, principles and practices that we talk about away from the unconscious relationship where we're locked in what we had talked about prior in these power struggles, right? Um, To a more conscious awakened uh, partnership and relationships. And again, it can be, you know, with any person in your life that you can begin to shape this. I mean, you and I have our awakening in our, you know, business relationship. And um, so here's the thing, you know, you're already beginning to get that in all of us that there's, uh, by understanding that you picked, let's say the person that you're gonna be in partnership with, right? And you pick them for a reason. And so (laughs) we can't blame them and we can't blame ourselves. Uh, you're becoming conscious. We all are becoming more awake and aware, especially 2020, we're beginning to be going into this new year, new life, new beginning, and and it's up to us to begin to take responsibility for these choices. And um, I remember when we uh, talk a little bit about even, I go back to, even though this is kind of a real antiquated uh, psychologist, um, psychiatrist uh, Freud having that breakthrough by mapping out the individual as an unconscious person, and there's a lot of mental health professionals out there that have focused on a person who is pathological and uh, treating that pathology so they get well. But that's, but we're, this is really very, very, very different because we're we're moving away because they're focusing more on that stuff and that's the traditional way that therapy has been for a very long time and traditionally it's the relationship if the relationship was bad you would go but there's no you would just kind of go you know you'd go and you would leave and something would happen and you just kind of repeat the same patterns over and over again so that's the traditional way you know and as a relationship as I'm I'm a trauma-informed relationship psychotherapist I design my own programs here, where we're mapping things very differently within and between people because relationships here, um, when we're looking at that, there's your partner and then there's you, which we talked about in prior. But there's also, what we talk about is this space between. And that space between is the we, that's the, because again, if the relationship was bad, you go, my partner needs to go to therapy or coaching or go to a class or take a seminar or go to AA. Or my partner needs to change their ways and I'm going to tell them how, right? So become the fixer, right? Um, or maybe your partner was thinking that about you, right? Now you're the problem. And But it's not about changing your partner. It's not about changing you, that's going to heal your relationship. That's first order change, that's just changing a specific behavior. And what we do need to do is change the space between you, right, that's the the we. And transforming it from this toxic space to a safe space where we can really come together and co-create something more. So we're teaching this a little bit, kind of going through these, this path and practice, if you will, around how do we get into that safe place? And ha- because here's the thing we <laughs> talking is the most dangerous thing we can possibly do. <laughs> yeah, <it can laughs> because then be- we get right. It's one of the most dangerous things we can do. You know, it's where we get reactive and where we learn, you know, and and, and where you learn to talk and all that. Yeah. Completely agree with you. In
0: fact, um, uh, I know this from my past 24 hours with New Year's Eve. I had relationships with people that um, mm-hmm. I didn't really know. Mm-hmm. And in both cases, because I've conveyed this to you, they had remarkable uh, reception to it. Right. And you brought this up. It isn't about, oh, this isn't a completed Lee. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a growing Lee.
1: Right. Right.
0: Maybe you can expand on a growing space or the phases, because I think everybody believes, especially because I've been through MFCCs and PhDs and doctors and everything, lions and tigers and bears, oh my, right? Right mm-hmm, down to
1: mm-hmm.
0: shaman who are removing my energy, whatever.
1: Right. right. Um,
0: at the end of the day, everybody wants the uh, the jagged pill, right? The, the Alanis <laughs> Morissette jagged pill. What's the pill? Or as my favorite, The Counting Crows, the pill to ease the pain of all the stupid things I do, right? <laughs>
1: exactly. Right? I need it right. now.
0: I need to buy right. it. Is it a system? Can it be done in two days? And can I be a better person and restore and reboot my relationship? And, right. Um, I've spent time with you. We've worked on this and it's helped me. And uh, when you were explaining it to someone else, because they were discussing me, you go, he's in a growing space.
1: Yeah. And right. It's and- awesome. Yeah. And growing people and there's a distinction I always make between um, growers and showers, right? Growing character, growing people can be messy people because we come into the world messy. We love messy. We learn stuff messy. We, you know, it's kind of like if you've ever seen that picture of success, we have this idea that success looks like a straight line upwards and trajectory, you know, and, but it doesn't, look like so growing people look like this they look messy they look because they're going through a their own hero's journey their healing journey and re you know learning unlearning relearning you can go back to another podcast where we talk about that but it's you know we because we believe that rather than you getting well or your partner getting well and and that you can have a good relationship it's actually the other way around okay if the two of you do the work that needs to happen to meet each other's needs and to talk respectively to each other by leaning in understanding validating working through creating these relationships that can thrive when each person and each partner is committed to let's say the total union and we talk about uh, the couple bubble that's the merger that says we come first and with the other person and 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 also, so that's the we, the we part, and also this ability to have a total creative expression as an I, an individual. So moving it from I to we, you know, the devotion and this freedom, right? So these are certain things that we have to be able to talk through and get through. It's because it's by working on and through the relationship um, so in other words, let's say, um, let's say your partner is a blueprint to you getting whole, right? Let's say that that blueprint there is a map. And we all have maps, right? We have love maps.
0: I'm sorry, I, I actually have to interject and amuse sure. myself on this one. Sure, yeah, um, yeah. Right, because, um, because we've talked about it on other episodes and i trying to keep it on track,
1: right? Yeah.
0: Um, that's transactional, right? mm-hmm at the end of the day um and we've discussed it go back check the archives it's actually one of our most popular shows i i exposed my relationship history and um it's all transactional right mm-hmm. love me and give me this right um instead of what we you know keeping it on track the 100 percent of 50 percent. so maybe you can cover both of those again and reiterate them to start 2020 off correctly
1: yeah it's it, it goes back to, again to this idea that you know, we're it's it's taking our own personal responsibility to for our own healing and transformation, leaning into that, taking yes taking a hundred percent responsibility for our fifty percent of this dance. Because Lee, you come in with your stance in the relationship and your love maps, your love map with your dreams, fears, wants, needs, longings, desires, all these things that you know are internally intrinsically. You and then your partner or whoever it is it could be me, it could be your, you know, best friend, it could be your uh, girlfriend, your, your wife, your husband. They have their love map, right? Of dreams, wants, fears, longings, desires. This is all John Gottman's work around love mapping, and that's an important part. To go, okay, we're all coming into this, you know, with our being right and this is going to be really important because that's there's now a blueprint here because if your partner needs emotion and maybe you grew up and you had to learn to suppress repress your emotions from childhood maybe there were some aversive childhood experiences where you had to you had to be seen but not heard and you didn't have people in your life that were really curious about you right How curious were people around you growing up, right? Because curiosity begets curiosity. Wow, wonder, wow, that's awesome. But all that stuff gets kind of shut down and we don't really learn how to, as as people, have that sense of curiosity and wonderment. Um, And so we gotta bring this whole thing about relationship back online so that we're connected here in our heart, present, Connected, courageous, vulnerable, open, transparent, you know, all that stuff into the safe conversation, safe that space between, which is such an important thing for us to be able to create. Cause that bring it back online, back into your heart, back into your connection, getting out of our head space, right? Because this is where everything's happening, all that shatter up here about all the stories and projections and ego defenses and you know, you're both making a heartfelt commitment to your partner that you're willing to go beyond all these ego defenses to full unity and connection, but at the same time making a commitment to going all the way with your own individual uh, creative self-expression, right? Then you observe kind of this emergence out of your defense barriers every day, breaking through those upper limit barriers, and as, as I always quote Rumi, you know, our task isn't to find love, our tier, our task is to find all the barriers that we set against it. So being able to communicate about all this honestly and being able to move beyond some of these things so our ego defenses in the relationship begin to disappear. And then we can turn that into play rather than, because for some of us, we had to learn to grow up to be caretakers for everybody's wounded child, right? And who wants to be a caretaker for the wounded child we want play, we want to be playmates for each other's healthy child and that's going to take more than just saying hey let's go play have fun and play you got to really if you want to you know it doesn't have to be work it can be play so does that are you tracking that
0: i am tracking that um in fact it's completely and brutally honest uh, straightforward to me but i I drink the Kool-Aid of Joe. I mean, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I mean, at the beginning, I didn't buy into it, right? You, as my coach, you, and doing these shows, you uncorked me and turned me into the 13-year-old who was crying and wasn't in control of my emotions for a very long period of time, which Mm -hmm. was shocking for a lot of my personal relationships, business-wise, personal-wise, right? And Mm -hmm. people couldn't handle it. And then it dialed itself down, um, over me learning, going with one of the greatest hits here, but, and maybe you want to talk about it as we're rebooting 2020 um, right. log, logic and love, right? That's the goal. The the goal right. for me on a daily basis, right? Let's take the security guard from last night, the logic love circuit, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. a very tough guy who had a very tough situation and he was literally the only tough guy in the room. And I connected and engaged with him in the next thing I know we're, being offered VIP service at the front of the room, mm-hmm. right?
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: logic and love, and by the way, for those of you who've listened to these shows consistently, I'm trying not to roll my eyes. Um, I have fought against the love thing from the <laughs> beginning as the winner of all things because it, it hurts, right? Like, and I know this cause I've shared it with you. I have personal relationships with friends <laughs> That I have lost because they've just thought I'm too overwhelming for them right now. Like Mm -hmm. it was easy to manage me and understand me as a transactional person. It was easy to understand and be able to handle me as a black and white person. Mm
1: -hmm. But now
0: that you're using love and logic together and it scares the shit out of everybody, right? The the number one term, and I'm going to say this for everybody who wants to call Joe, what's the phone number?
1: Three one zero five six zero zero seven two six.
0: This is not a win-win scenario.
1: This isn't like
0: where you get a country and Western song in reverse once you go down this road, right? You're going to lose people because it's, and we've talked about it, overwhelming for a lot of people. Like they don't know how to deal with somebody who wants to connect at that level consistently. Maybe you can expand upon that.
1: Well, this is where, you know, it's, you know, the people that we're in relationship with, you know that's also choosing people who have done their own, you know are conscious as well, because we can we can give that to people. And if we haven't done our own inner work, you know we may be going to a well with no water or you know, and 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 pouring that stuff in there and not be able to really hold that space between in that safety zone that we we need to have, right? So, and here's the thing, you and I talked about this a long time for quite a bit, because you're an alpha, you're the, you know, you know, I'm an alpha, we're big, you know, silverback gorillas, and we can walk into a room, and we gotta remember, you know, who we are, where we're going, and our higher purpose when we walk in there, um, instead of like competing, you know, and comparing in these relationships, where again, comparison is a word of suffering, a thief of joy, it can, you know. so we gotta, it's moving into this heartfelt commitment to learning something new from every relationship interaction. Noticing your signature dance moves, right? You have these signature moves that you're a fighter, right? You have a signature, you probably have a few signature moves that you have. And, but learn what are your signature defense moves and instead of numbing out from that, um, you know, or avoiding uh, the emotion, the feeling, and, and saying, I got to control these things, it's more about embracing and integrating them together. It's kind of like an orange, right? Think of an orange, and this orange has different slices and parts. And you have, so let's say that you start fracturing and split, you know, uh, uh, splitting off these parts of the orange, right? You have the good parts of your orange. Right, and you have your bad parts. Now you got these two good, bad, all or nothing, all black, white, all. Now you're now you a whole person, or are you a fractured person? Are you integrated and whole, walking through the world, or is it fractured? So it's bringing the good and the bad together and embracing and accepting it because the thing that we're doing in the moment is we're splitting those parts off. And not only are we we doing it to ourselves, we're, we're doing it to our partners and projecting that on people. We put it on the world, black and white, all or nothing. And then some. Then we get in some real popular uh, signature defense moves, like criticizing, lying, sulking, you know, silent treatment, making noisy uproars, numbing out with food, drink, smoking, porn, TV, other habits, you know, all these false solutions for what we're really trying to get in relationship, and that's connection, because connection is what we're really trying to get back to. And maybe it's like tech, talking to your partner, if you're feeling like, let's say, you know, you're saying, hey, can you be a little more empathetic with me here, or compassionate for me in this, what's going on for me right now, and, your partner can hopefully understand, you know, listen get in that shared space, and create a shared experience where you're both being able. And this is what we work through with people and couples on leaning into, you know, a safe place so that they can really see and get and understand each other's world. And that's an important thing. And that's going to take creating and thriving in a climate of absolute brutal honesty. No hidden feelings or unheld truths, um, you know, because all feelings, we need, again, it's not just exploding our anger, it's being able to talk about and say, you know, I'm feeling angry about this, or I'm feeling sad, or joy, or fear, or this attraction. And those are all okay, you know, that we can have that space between that is sacred and holy and something that we can do with one another. And we can get into the more of the love and logic uh, and the emotional intelligence and awareness of what's occurring within me first, because if I'm not in touch here, I, I can't be in touch. How am I gonna connect with you if I'm not aware of my, if I'm numbing my feelings out, I'm also gonna be numbing the positive experiences and feelings of the relationship too and just qualifying all the positive and good stuff, you know. And so it's, you know, and so sometimes what we can tend to do when someone's really being vulnerable and honest with us is uh, make them the problem for pointing out a problem or an issue and turn tables and oh you're crazy, all this stuff. When we're really just trying to get to that shared space, that safe place, that space between, so we can close the gap in our relationships and that's closing the gap is getting back to the sense of connection instead of, and and so this is gonna mean really noticing your defense moves as they emerge and gradually begin to transplant the wondering and curiosity and true speaking in place of all the defensiveness and hiding and you know, hiding from love, hiding from that connection because we've learned to do that too when our trigger comes up and that flight response comes into our nervous system and we're out of there cutting it off you know we, what we were first valuing in the relationship now we're devaluing it and rejecting it out of our own trauma looping here in these relationships is that so does that make sense
0: yeah completely makes sense but um let's take this um another step forward right um i just know this ultimately because we know what my defense mechanisms are and they're Rather scary.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> yes. Letting but. all my rela- apparently all my relationships seem to know this, and again, I want to reiterate for everybody listening: uh, relationships mean business, personal, family, everything. Right. Uh, everybody. So, when mm-hmm. you say relationships, this isn't about working it out with your spouse. It's across the board, and mm-hmm. I personally can safely say this: my defense mechanism is fairly nihilistic. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and your goal in your coaching, in your seminars, in your private practice are about removing ultimately these defense mechanisms and being whole and present and connecting.
1: Right. Absolutely. And one of the big barriers to this, because all that annihilation, as you say, or that attempt is a way to protect ourselves, right? Self-preservation at all costs. Because we're bounced, we're going down into kind of a shame cycle, and shame's the name of the game in that moment because we're trying because shame is a one of the most corrosive emotions we can experience because there's so much pain and it's dark. And so shame makes us believe that we can't change. And it also it's because that's where pain and suffering and all that stuff resides deep in the gut. And there's and And some of our trauma may be pre-verbal or moments where we couldn't speak and we didn't have a voice. So we didn't feel we had the power or freedom to choose anything different, but then to shut down or annihilate or get angry or turn away or, you know. And so creating an atmosphere, an environment of love and respect and, and absolute honesty with no hidden feelings or withheld truths, all these feelings and emotions, but to be able to, express it in a way that doesn't (laughs) disqualify us from being heard right and being able to talk about that with another person so that we're all able to listen free of listening filters and, and instead of listening to find fault or try to fix the other person because nobody wants to be fixed right and nobody wants to be in a relationship with someone that's constantly you know, coaching you on what you should be thinking and feeling, right? We have that as can, parents, I, can you know.
0: I? I don't want to interrupt you, but can we change coaching to yeah, asking, took, right? Because mm-hmm. this goes back to my last breakup, right? Ultimately, why mm-hmm. I left. You need to change. It's mm-hmm. you, right? The ownership. We go. You know, I feel like it's a circle, but I want to keep everybody on track. You know, the hundred percent, of fifty percent, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? I have yeah. a, and we talked about this in the last show, red flag. Like my major red flag in all relationship is Lee, you need to change this. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I'm 50. I'm going to be 52. Uh, that's mm-hmm. not going to happen. I'm, I'm going to to be perfectly honest. Um, it's the way I do my business. It's the <laughs> way I do my work. It's the way that I communicate. Um, but I can give you a hundred percent of my 50% and right. I can connect with you and I can engage, but you kind of have to, you have to expect, Accept the warts, I guess, I guess is what I'm getting at. That's part of the game.
1: Right, well, love and acceptance, right? And we have, you know, we all have our, life's made up of tasks and relationships. So the relational part of us needs, you know, taking ownership of, okay, yeah, I can be a nihilistic and aggressive and demanding, controlling, and maybe I can soften that, instead of a harsh startup, soften that to be more assertive. Like we talked about in the drama triangle, moving away from being, let's say, the rescuer, right? Or the persecutor, or villain, or the victim, where the rescuer is becoming more of that person who is there to uh, help, you know, coach. You know, hey, let's take a look at this. Coaches move people from here to there, right? And then maybe you're, uh, if you're more of a persecutor or blamer type, softening that, becoming more of a, a velvet sledgehammer rather than a sledgehammer. That's something we can all row in, becoming, bringing more love and logic and grace and truth into, because we got to have all these things kind of leaning in instead of being an avoider who's just constantly seeking harmony, you know, and peace the peacekeeper being peacemakers are leaning in with both the, the harm out of getting out of the harmony box into more of that truth box right where we're doing both and not an either or and we're taking a hundred percent accountability and responsibility where nobody's blames or claims this victim status um, and we're taking hundred percent accountability in that shift from I was wrong to take responsibility for events that occur the way they did, you know, not blaming, but hey, you know, let me look at my side of this. And this is why we need a tribe. We need coaches. We need people to get us, because I always say it's hard to see the picture when you are in the frame and get an empowered position. And so that your problems can be resolved more quickly. And you can lean into that because time and energy that you're spending in that relationship so they're not squandered in you know in these fruitless attempts to find fault or blame you know the cracks we talked about the wabi-sabi love finding crack putting love in there instead of you know valuing devaluing and and rejecting discarding and and uh, just you know the disposable relationships that we talked about because that's such an easy easy way for us to go because it's simple it's easy it's that's again another reflex To our trauma that we just reflexively, when we feel hurt or we feel pain or we feel, you know, instead of leading into that hurt and pain, that hurt little kid who's scanning, looking at, looking for the caretaker for the wounded child, you know, to kind of go, okay, let's face this together, right? Let's face this dragon, and um, I'm taking responsibility for, let's say. I have to go to the dentist, so I got to take responsibility for making sure my brushing my teeth, or I take responsibility for eating, and so that I have a healthy body, or you know, whatever. And so, so we're working through some of those things, and these are really important conversations and topics. And because I want to start, I want to move into that topic that we're going to have these Good. a global conversation about, also about romantic love. And we'll get, we'll talk through that in a minute here too. Is that, you tracking on that? I am tracking on that. Let's,
0: uh, first of all, give everybody your information. This is the mid-read role as a producer. (laughs)
1: 310-5600726. Again, it's Joe Wickham, or you can go to my email, joe at rebuildingconnection.com. And this is part of my Reboot Your Relationship uh, therapy coaching program. It is a trauma-informed so we focus a lot. The focus is on the, you know, healing trauma, adverse childhood experiences, PTSD. We all experience trauma, whether it's a capital T trauma or a small T trauma, you know. And there's no comparisons. It doesn't matter if you're drowning at one feet, seven feet, twenty one feet, as I always say, you're drowning. And it's three cups. It's three cups of water. That's really three cups awesome. That's all. Yeah, that's all you need. And 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 so we need to invent new ways to appreciate you know each other and our journey here every day and speak appreciations you know about how we're seeing and I appreciate you know you and what I really appreciate and love about you Lee is that you are a true grower right we can, again we can be messy we can have our stories but you're on a you're a, you're you're a grower not just a shower right you're You're not just showing, and you see this all the time in relationships. I'm a grower. I get messy. I can make it wrong. I can fall down. I can do it. You know, people put me in this ideal guru's place, and they think, well, you should know better. Well, yeah, but I'm also human. You know, I have my the symmetry. I have my lights and my shadows, and I have my dark places too and so i am constantly when my shadowy dark part comes in you know i got to bring light into that shadow so that we can work and and reveal what's already there rather than disqualifying it or making it somehow wrong so that's where pe- people grow more beautifully through appreciation and, and and relationships can take more of these it can base jump off of these mountains and take quantum leaps when you're, each partner is practicing appreciation and validation of the other person as a daily art form and a daily, I got a story for you on that too. And I'll just talk about that in a bit, but that appreciation, right? Having these love maps that are what we're tracking another person. So do you mind if I tell a quick story about this? All right. Sure. Go ahead. i, I had, tell you. I, had, okay. I had, and then I want to have you kind of add your, uh million dollar worth of con, you know idea here uh because i had a i had a client he was a pro golfer. we'll just call him uh mike okay so mike mike he and his wife were both power couples power struggling um they they got married he was uh they were both really young when they got married and she had been you know she in her own way in her pattern was she abandoned everything in her life she was an artist she had her own galleries and she would follow and track him around the world in his golf tours and um and she would you know she'd make a bid for connection requests say hey can you come to my art show and he would never go uh, because and i would he was because mike hated art he just wasn't into art right he just could not get his he was a he was an athlete you know and, and so he's there so one day I thought well, there was trouble in paradise, and we were doing a reboot your relationship seminar and and Mike came to the first half, and we were we had been talking in therapy around love maps and appreciation and valuing you know the other person's you know gifts and seeing the innocence you know and and bringing all that love into the relationship tracking love mapping right love mapping what's most important to you, and how do we meet that emotional you know, need for love or connection, belonging, or feeling significant. And his wife had given him tons and tons of significance and connection and showed up and had his back and, you know, was accessible and all the things that makes us feel love, right? But she came to this idea that he wasn't gonna change. And so she said, I'm not gonna be going to any more of your golf tournaments because, you never show up for my art. And Mike was very upset about that. And he was leaving the seminar, uh, the Reboot Your Relationship seminar. And I, as he was walking out the door, I said, hey Mike, where are you going? He goes, I'm gonna go see my wife's art exhibit. It's in Santa Monica, I'm gonna go 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 there. And I said, I thought you hate art. He goes, I do hate art. But what I love and appreciate about my wife, is that when she's in her space, this again, going back to the space between the I and the we, seeing her I and her glory, he goes, I I fell in love because I'm loving and I'm appreciating how she shows up in that room because she's, and that's where she's so sexy because she lights up, she's in her power, she's in her passion, she's connecting, you know, and and so, I love, and I fell in love with her again, seeing her doing what she loves as in her own sovereignty and her own power. And I thought, wow, that's significance. That's appreciation. That is breaking through a gridlock, an impasse that they had for nearly 10 years that almost landed them in divorce. And it was that one small signature move where he, instead of turning away or turning against her, he turned toward her and saw her for who she was in in that space. That and so now that space between the two of them was to be able to reconcile, to resolve, restore. Instead of working against the resolution, working against the resolve, working against the rest, of, you know, the the repair, and you know all that withholding of love and significance now became a way of, because he he had a, the miracle in that moment, Lee, was a shift in his perception. And that's what we're going for in a lot of ways, is to shift right. our perceptions and how we and view And then ultimately partners. to convey it, magnify it,
0: and change the life that you come into contact with.
1: It's, yeah, and that's the space between, right? That's safe And play. not
0: everybody's going to, and I keep saying this to everybody because I just know this in my personal life and not everybody's going to accept that message. They're just not, they're just not, it's not a country and Western song in reverse. Just,
1: <laughs> right. Right. It's not, it's not. It becomes too
0: real for people very, very fast. And when you find people receptive to the message, maybe you can expand mm-hmm. on this because we're getting ready to go into the seven steps and principles of, you know, really ultimately, how are we showing up? I'm going to make a producer change on the fly in the middle of the show it's not how are we showing up daily to our relationships it's how are we showing up daily to everyone we meet
1: right authentically right Right. how we authentically showing up
0: maybe you can explain the pros and the cons of this before we go into this practice
1: the pros and cons of this Well
0: well obviously the pros are and i it's not even a joke literally to the front of the VIP on New Year's Eve, because I was authentic with somebody. It's not a joke, it's not a hype. That was a very real moment where I connected and he's like, what do you want? Mm -hmm. I wanna be at the front of the stage and I wanna go listen to this music and I want my crowd to go with me and I I want my friend to go with me.
1: And literally, okay. Yeah, well you connected, right? There was a space between, instead of pulling your typical Bulldog, you know, alpha, <laughs> alpha gorilla thing. I can beat the
0: shit. You know,
1: yeah, yeah. Instead of pulling that that signature move that you do, you pulled that you found a space between where you showed, you know, admiration and significance and value and you know, all those things. And because people flourish, relationships flourish when partners appreciate each other liberally, like you did. You were like so people grow more beautiful through. When we have these appreciations of them, like again, so inventing, like you did, you reinvented yourself, invented new ways to appreciate other people, this person every day, speaking appreciation frequently, which you do, and living inside these questions as, you know, what is my partner's true essence? So when Mike was looking at his wife, what's her true essence, and how can I invite it forth? and again i always say this, this is kind of <laughs> we talk about procreation it is not just about making and having babies procreation is about bring that pro part of creation is bringing forth life and what can i be how can i be curious how can i wonder more about this person how, what can I, what could I appreciate about my partner at this moment or my business partner or my child so that we're able to get into some of that stuff, right? So, And it's being resolved with a willingness to love and with love and logic, I always say, love's the ultimate healer and liberator because it's only love that's vast enough to brace and accept the opposite of who we are. Right. So. But for that proposition,
0: all right, just on that topic of that proposition, before we get into the cons, because I really want to discuss this, because everything is a give and take in this world and it's just the way it is, um, I have to be willing to risk everything in those moments, mm-hmm. like I literally have to risk who I am and have that connection, like I, I need to genuinely be present. It doesn't matter if I'm at a VFW hall and I meet someone for the first time and I want to try to find a way to help them and expand them and, you know, create more. Mm -hmm. And but I've got to be willing to put myself out on the table in those situations. And you say the word constantly. So let's discuss it. Vulnerability.
1: Yeah. What does that even mean? (laughs) What does that mean? It means that it does take courage to love. And I mentioned this in another podcast. Being a military guy, it's a military term. To be vulnerable means you're, you know, the old warriors and knights used to take off their breastplates and be vulnerable to expose that heart, right? That's where they could be penetrated. That's where they could be stabbed. That's where they, you know, now you're vulnerable. And you know, and the military looked for vulnerable positions where they, whether the enemy could be on the top of the mountain, you know, or get caught in a valley, and so. Like what you're saying is giving, giving, giving up our right sometimes to feel like I need that sense of false entitlement, you know, this poison entitlement that we can have in relationships and giving your partner what they really, really need. Because as long as you focus on what you're not getting, you're never going to be a giver which is, we talked about that in one of our episodes, when why can't we get, why do we want what we can't have? Which is in place where a relationship can grow, right? And that can feel a little scary because you feel love when you give love. And when you hold back love and you withhold that, because I always say, you know, I, I, I mean, I get the whole self-love movement, I get it. But you don't really know self-love until you other love too, right? Because then you're missing out on, the whole experience of love that you could have in your life. So when, when you withhold that from someone you love, what happens? Nothing. And what could you give to someone you love? Everything, right? From nothing, on the other side of nothing is everything, right, this beautiful canvas that you can both co-create together in that space between. That space between is what you are both bringing life to and creation, right? Does that, does that fit?
0: Yeah, it absolutely does. Um, and before we start the steps, lastly, the cons, right? And I know this from my personal life, people find it overwhelming. It's just too much and they don't want to be a part of it. And they don't want to constantly, I don't know if it's that they don't want to have the connection or that they have their own personal trauma or dramas, whatever it is, right? Um, the reality, uh, at least for me, I could say this in my personal life, being coached this way and having done these shows with you. Um, by the way, I'll do a midweek read roll. Go to perfectbluesstudios.com Check out the entire catalog.
1: Uh, yeah, he's great.
0: Yeah. All the shows. So with all of that <laughs> said, there is a con to this. There, you know, those are the pros. The pros are like the pros outweigh the con. I'm gonna say this in my personal life. I didn't see the payoff. For a long time, like this is a long, this isn't, I mean, from a perspective stance, right? We always talk about short-term therapy sessions. Um, I've had MFCCs where they all talk short-term, you're in here, you're just fixing one thing and you're tweaking this and you're tweaking that. The reality is this is a a daily thing that you're doing where you're trying to be present and trying to be aware and trying to connect and trying to see what you can do. And I'll use a marketing term uh, from my business edify the other person and ultimately get it magnified back at you. Right? That's and right. Look, you're not looking for a payoff. The minute you're looking for a payoff, it's transactional, right? Right. I'm you give just trying, right. Yeah. I'm just given to give and it pays off. It, I'm getting emotional. Weird. Mm-hmm. Um, the Joe Wickham experience, <laughs> there is a con. Um, and we've discussed this together, right? I have seen people literally flame out from this level of intensity, right? Like they're just not used to it either from their upbringing with business partners. I've seen it with business partners. I've seen it with um, interests of mine. I've seen it with, um, I shared with you a text from somebody who I went out with in 2007 and all I was being was authentic. And it literally flamed her out and caused her to write Literally the longest text I have ever received from a human being on the planet, uh, explaining that she can't deal with it. Like, I don't know what you are. We had a moment back then, but this is weird, um, because that's not what she knows about me, right? So they've got right. a predetermined um, perception of me, and they're not willing right. to move to the next step. It's easy okay. with new people. It's easy with new people because you can introduce it immediately, and if they're receptive right it clicks uh, i just know this from yeah. current personal relationships right um mm-hmm. new friends new people that i'm connecting with the security guard right when it clicks mm-hmm. it's magical because people are receptive to it like it, it literally looks like jedi mind tricks it literally looks like <laughs> jedi powers talked about this What it, yeah it looks like jedi mind tricks it how did you do that Why is he doing that? Why, why are you moving to the front of the room into a thousand dollar VIP area? Cause you only paid 25 bucks. I just, Mm, mm. that's all he did. That's all he did. My friend wanted Mm. to be at the front of the stage. That's all he wanted. Right. And it made him happy. And Mm -hmm. I just created that relationship. Right. Um, literally someone I met just a couple of days ago, who's become very special to me. Right. It, I just put it all out there as quick as I could. I do that with people who already have a predetermined, this is what Lee Honish is. He is this thing that was created and spoke and did, created this production company. He is this guy. I was, you're right. I was, I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I was, um, mm-hmm. I have to own everything that I did. Everything my exes say is a hundred percent correct. Right. Um, and I own a hundred percent of my 50%. However, mm-hmm. I'm not repeating the cycle anymore. Like I'm off the, I'm off the merry-go-round. I'm done. Right. Right. I'm going right. to sit on the bench. You got that right. wins. Right.
1: Right. I'm dealing right. with my
0: trauma and my personal drama and I'm that that's it. I'm done. I don't yeah. have to be a part of it. I don't need to live in it. I don't need it to eat me up. I don't need it to keep me up. So the con is, and I would love for you to address this and then we'll do the steps, a real harsh reality here. There are people who are not gonna be receptive to this message.
1: That's true. Yeah, because we're we're all in this human journey to move from the unconscious to the conscious, the unknown to the known, to the unspoken to the spoken, the, uncertain, the certain world to the uncertain world that hero's journey that we're all in and and you know it's like they say when the student's ready the teacher will appear and that is a truth too because people the readiness right and we have trained people how to treat us we have our patterns and it takes time and experience to learn to trust you know that behavior you know what are they seeing you know the result what's the outcome here and but this is this is All of us, right, we're all making those comparisons and judgments and ego defenses and projections and all these cognitive distortions that run amok, these patterns. And so, you know, so Lee, do you know, so it's kinda like you got these, you know, defined ways, these, you have problems and patterns, problems find solutions, patterns are a fixed way of being. And when people, again, shame kinda gives us, makes us believe that we can't change. And that's not true either, right? But that's kind of the enmeshed dance or stance that we can take, because you got your stance, stance, and this dance that we're doing with people. So Lee, do you know how they you know how you catch lobster or crab when you go fishing for it in the ocean? You know what they do?
0: No. How do they do it?
1: Well, you see those boxes, right? When we go down to the marina, you see those big lobster and crab boxes. Okay, so there's usually like a, a, some bait in there and there's a big hole in the top of the box, right? And the crab will climb into that box and go get the bait and then there's another crab that gets in there, another one, and another one. Okay, now they're full and there's no more bait but they keep climbing in, right? And then what happens? What's the next signature move? Okay, so now the crab begins to try to claw and climb its way out of that box. And what keeps it in the box? I don't know. All the other crabs—they keep pulling on them. It's like that monkey in a—you know—monkey in a bucket.
0: Okay, and so wait, pulling hold on. Them in. And the so It's it's a it's, a,
1: it's a, it's another enmeshed codependent net where we're getting pulled back into. Some of these old patterns, and we have to recognize when we're in these relationships. It's going to be like if any anyone who's done any AA or uh, uh, recovery work know you have to leave the trap and go find your safe nine one one safe space and nine one one friends and you know because it's not a geographical problem, it's a relational problem. It's it's how do I get out of the matrix, the box? How do I pull myself out? Because that's where we gotta realize we have to begin to slough off the entanglements and the, uh, you know, um, get on our yoga mat, like I always say, you know, get on your yoga mat, This because it's the, the, here's the thing that's a guaranteed downside that you said about what's the downside, what's the, What's the con? The bad. The, the, what's the other side of this? Well, you're gonna fail, and that's okay. You're gonna fall down. You're gonna get up. You're gonna fall down. You're gonna get up. You're gonna fall down. And you know, and but you're in the arena. You know, as Renee Brown talks about, you're on the arena. You're on the court. You're not in the stands anymore, and people are not used to you, be, you know, responding that way, and showing up that way. And so, pull them back down. Right. That's and that's not your it's not your limitation at that moment it's their limitation and when we're confronted with another person's limitation or lack because they can't accept this new which is going to be have to be all these relationships have to go through proving and a not proving but a test you know like in my relationship it's you know it is going to be a living laboratory it is a love academy it will be kitchen tested living room tested Bedroom tested, boardroom tested, playground tested, bed tested. All that's going to get tested. To you know, and and but that's where the hard won confidence and and uh, strength comes from. That courage to keep getting up, moving through that stuff, right? Completely, I
0: com- no, it completely tracks. Completely agree. Let's give everybody the payoff that they came here for. All right, the seven steps for. A really positive yeah, we're gonna, 2020. Yeah, we're gonna I start with step yeah. number one right out of the gate.
1: Okay, well we're gonna go to I I, I was going through a little bit of this as we're going. I was gonna talk a little bit about these steps, but also what is it? How do we need to show up? What you know? What is the skill? What is the thing that we need to really bring in? To how do we need to show up here? Um, you know, with love and logic, right? We're li- We're living into that love and logic. So. The first thing here is for couples and relationships or friendships is the one thing that is super important is a heartfelt understanding, compassion, and our courage to love unconditionally. So let's say whenever one partner perceives that the other person, other things are that other things are more important than they are to the other in the relationship, relationship cannot get to an ultimate depth of love and deep connection and so it's like I said these these two binary poles these these two the relationships are binary two fixed ways of being and finding that third pole and so that means understanding and empathizing with your partner's emotional patterns and commit to really being there for them taking a stand and do you have the heart their heart and back no matter what so this heartfelt understanding empathy is true compassion as a, and it's a it's lo, it's really just love in action right and 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 it's a living practice so people say well this sounds very utopian and yada 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 raddi 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 and i say well it's a path and it's a practice you're a fighter rightly you do you know you do you're going to be doing a fight in Las Vegas in March. Well, you won't seem to talk
0: me out of it. So yeah, probably so. <laughs> oh, i got to see this. i got
1: to see this. No. But yes,
0: emotionally and mentally creating uh, hurdles and challenges for myself to if, and I say this to everybody at age 52, and it's not a platform about me, it's a platform about Joe. Um, it doesn't matter if you're 52 or you're 22, um, you're only as good as your next hurdle right? You're only right. as good as the next bar. You're yeah. only as good as the challenges you set out for yourself. And yeah, it's, uh, that's a real thing. Yeah.
1: Right. And that's going to take love and compassion and a ton of grace uh, because you are going to get messy. You are going to get clenched. Not really, but I'm just going to get, you know, in the ring. I, am. Will be. Let me I help can't you really just do
0: that. I've, I've yeah. seen me do it. Yeah. It's, um, I'm a messy fighter. Yeah. That's
1: right. So, you know, it's going to be messy, you know, and as you train and you get into life and there's no, uh, you can't circumvent and go around any of this and you have to, and so being a, uh, relationship psychotherapist licensed and, and a coach doing this live online stuff with people, um, these are really important action, you know, skills and steps to take Because you know, nothing, no one's ever taught us to, you know, be this way and so that's and so going back to again this idea of the space between right that space between is going to have to be built create and built on trust and respect powerful people know we talked about powerful know that you can't change people you can't change anyone you can't fix anyone okay we just create a environment, a space between of love and respect and and, uh, and holding that space for one another as we work through instead of, you know, and turning toward one another rather than away or against when things get a little messy to try to stay. And this is where it takes sometimes a therapist or coach to hold you both with that love and respect so you can see your side and and you know instead of colluding with the story you have about how bad your partner is and how awful they are and how you know blotty you know rotty 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 about all that stuff, you're actually able to, to go, Okay, we're now connecting. We're not alone because we cannot be alone. We cannot be separated because we're connecting, but we can lose awareness that we are connecting when we get scared or we get triggered, or when somebody says, shut up, that's not right, that's not okay, go to your room. Um, those messages shut us down, that judgment shuts us down. You go into anxiety and, and you can't feel connected or safe, and then you feel separated, isolated, alone. And then you value, devalue, and reject. And it's all an illusion because it's only a feeling. What's real is the connection and relationships, romantic love, whatever it is, is that taste again of that elixir of just being able to be loved and accepted. Right. And I'm not talking about, I always have to put a caveat on this for some people because there are, there's, I have three, three big. Things that I say no to that are bottom lines, right? It's having abuse, emotional, physical, sexual abuse, uh, and that includes abuse is also stonewalling and withholding love for reparation, um, not giving a timeout, saying I'm going to come back, I love you, this is hard, but let's work this through. That's that's called stonewalling, and that's again an abandoning abandonment of the relationship. And abandonment to any type of uh, reparation back to good stays ugly, um, or addictions where it's you know it, again certain if you're drowning you know everyone's gonna be drowning around, around you because the addiction takes control precedence and everybody's kind of and there's a lot of shame with that right but how can I take a stand for you and go with you and partner with you and leap up you know to to heal that part. And of course I'm really anti, you know, the bro code, right? The man code. We don't (laughs) cheat. Cheating and affairs and all those things are, you know, poor betrayals of trust instead of going out the front door and say, Hey, this isn't working. You go out the back door, betraying not just them, but your own integrity, right? And your own choices and commitments. Okay. So, the trap, the bro code, the man code, and the woman code. We don't, you know, if you know, you're someone's in a partnership with somebody. You don't mess with the other person's partner. They got, you know, that's yep. the easy, that's the easy road, that's the low road. Doesn't work.
0: Step one, step, Joseph. Step one.
1: Step one. Going into step one. So let me get into. Um, this one really important step to practice, okay? This is gonna be, I'm gonna keep these always short. So step one, putting your love first. It's not about you, okay? It's not about you. Put your lover's feelings and needs first, and when you're focusing only on your pain, you're putting your own needs first instead of coming alongside and getting the perspective. Yes, there's pain and suffering, hurt and harm, but hurt and pain are time-limited harm and suffering perpetuate when you make it about you so that's number one okay two is loving taking charge of your love no matter what we talked about in one segment uh power and love dynamic because the power of love adoration praise like we talked about that's by withholding that gift of your love is a source of pain for yourself and for your partner. So whatever we're withholding in love, we're not just withholding love for them, we're withholding love in all ways. So love always, you know, taking charge of love, taking a stand for through the pain, joy, fear, because love (laughs) penetrates all, right? Uh, The third one, I would say being yourself, right? We talked about being fully self-expressed, emanate, express your natural, essence and true core. I got challenged on this the other day, or actually today, I was talking about some of my own relationships, and they said to me, Joe, you got to always be you. When you stop being you authentically, that's when things go sideways for you. You gotta be you. You can't align with someone if you're not being yourself. And, or if you're trying to be what, and you're pretzel and shape-shifting, and you're exchanging your authentic true self, or a connection, because you have to tell the truth and live the truth. And playing small never serves anyone, right? When you go to, you know, it's got to be all in. You got to be all on a dance floor. Half in, half out. Ambivalence, one foot in, one foot out, creates an insecurity. So you got to be fully in, right? So number, the fourth one I would say would be like have a cause of intent. Like eliminate threats and judgments and remembering the power of your words and language that they – words have the power to build up and to destroy. So again, uh, going back to eliminating the stop and stopping, dropping the ego, dropping the story, stopping the judgments and the threats and the labeling, because that is going to erode your relationship and put you in a really bad power, you know, victim state and powerless, feeling helpless and powerless in the relationship. So never assume anything, because if you're confused, Okay, I always say confusion. Confusion is the beginning of wisdom, and it's asking the question because that's where we get to clarity by asking more questions until both partners, both of you, get to an understanding. Because under, you know, because we all have that psychic craving of, you know, we we all want our own reality and experience validated because that's empathy, that's compassion, that's saying, hey, I see you, you matter. So. And we all have, right? Everyone has an embarrassing past. I know I have a, (coughs) I have a very embarrassing past and there's shame, and that can be the barrier. So make shame really the bridge to deeper vulnerability and intimacy and connection, because intimacy is into me, you see. It's that, you know, uh, avatar. I see you. That's the part where we can get beyond the shame and threats and judgment shuts that down and that sense of safety and certainty and the relationship needs to grow in a courage of love. Tracking? Completely tracking.
0: In fact, right. uh, my embarrassing past just happens to be on YouTube, but you know, whatever.
1: <laughs> hey, you got your showers and growers. You got, you know, you. And that's the authentic part. And when we can say, "Okay, I'm on my yoga mat. You are on your. You're on your practice on your yoga mat. I'm on my yoga mat. These are boundaries, right? The yoga mat's its own boundaries. You know, if I go into the yoga studio, and I'm, you know, they call me their term and endearment for me is the crocodile wrestler because I look like I'm wrestling <laughs> invisible crocodiles. And if I got this. You know, twenty-two-year-old woman next to me that's been doing gymnastics and Pilates and yoga since she was two, and I'm making that comparison where I'm feeling judged. What's the likelihood of me going back to that studio? Not gonna happen. Shame. Right? Doesn't because it makes it feel like we can't make any difference. Right? Okay. So the next one is freedom, right? And it's important that we have the connection, but there's freedom, the power of forgiving, forgetting, and you know, being able to really because bottom line. And you can go back to another segment where I was talking about um, uh, finding your tribe, but holding on to pain, blame, or judgment helps no one, right? Uh, no one's ever perfect. People are going to blow it and make mistakes, and, and neither are you so our stories our interpretations looking for evidence of something wrong and projections uh, we put on our partner may sometimes be our own past fears and hurtful experiences that we keep reenacting and if your partner is willing to apologize and lean in repair a relationship I'm not just saying say I'm sorry just there's some people are really good at the resolve like saying hey I'm sorry okay okay great but there's the other side the repair what are we going to do to make it so we can reconcile and repair the, the fragility of trust and re- strengthening that bond between us? And that takes having a sincere heart, an action plan, and and work through that process together. And challenge yourself not to just repeat your own patterns of the past, but by withholding love or stonewalling um, or attacking, blaming, and all that stuff. So it takes, yeah, you know, it takes all that. And that's where you have and remind yourself this year 2020 if you can take this stance away and make this your new signature move is that you have the power and freedom to choose something different in any moment and this is where you invite your partner to do the same for you both where you learn the unforced rhythm of grace and freedom that comes from the love and power of forgiving forgetting and with passion reminding us that the, there's these, that you do have positive memories and experiences and you can generate a rewarding and inspiring uh, energizing cycle, right? Okay, so six is daily intimacy, full engagement, open your heart and hold nothing back. You are talking about vulnerability. So the courage to love wholeheartedly, experience life's greatest blessings down. So let me ask you something, Lee. Yes. How scary, is it because I talk about intimacy being two things, joining in truth, authentic, where you're opening your heart, exposing that, and love? How scary and confronting is that for you? Currently, or yeah, yeah.
0: before when it okay. started? There are two so, different go.
1: answers. Okay, so give me the before, and then you're where now you're at this different level where you're dancing differently and you're showing up differently. So before it was
0: extremely scary, uh, putting it all out there. And, and I've said this on other shows, it's basically vomiting yourself as quick as possible. Yeah. Um, And you've got to learn to regulate Ah. that. Right. Um, But ultimately it was really scary at the beginning um, and it was received well, but ultimately it created weird uh, dynamics in relationships either personal or business right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. yes it was very scary because you literally have to put yourself out there and it has to be emotional and it has to be authentic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now currently the other side of the coin is now it's secondary
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's like a conversation it's
1: yeah yeah it's this is who i
0: am What i fight for you you know <laughs> all the yeah. all the joisms that you actually put out there that i'm sure you guys have seen me roll my eyes on videos about but the reality is it's secondary it's not it's not even something i think about and when you encounter people who you know the 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 camel reference right or the 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 horse reference or whatever you whatever terminology you want to use people who don't drink water don't even know what it looks like they don't they're so receptive to it that they're just receptive to it they don't even know they want to be receptive to it they knew that's what they wanted Out of life with either business or personal relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Friends, uh, people you date, people you want to be involved with. They didn't (laughs) know they wanted it until they actually got it. And they don't even know how to label it. Um, I've heard it as you're spoiling me. Um, You're doing too much for this job. You're going too far. The reality is, no, I'm actually not. I'm actually doing less work. I'm working smarter,
1: not harder. Right. Well, we all have a truth ache, not a toothache, a truth ache, right? The truth ache is you know, um the truth is, you know, when we have it's like you've been in this room with no oxygen and all of a sudden you get oxygen. You breathe. It's like it hits you and it's like I didn't know I was craving oxygen. <laughs> Or food, I didn't realize my stomach was cut off and I didn't know, you know, from my head, my brain saying food. So the truth ache can go two ways, right? It can be there's a deprivation that we've had of joining in the truth and having authentic vulnerable connections. Or we have the other truth ache of having it too much truth and being, you know, feeling enmeshed in that. But loving truth and the power and this is the other thing is the power of vulnerability. It's giving the gift of heartfelt honesty and commit to expressing it openly in the moment. And we've been talking about that being an authentic part. Again, knowing that not all people can int- take it on, right? No know, know who are your nine one one friends that you can go to with that. And you know, because you got different uh, People have different paces and rhythms and what they can take in, what they can't take in. We all have our limitations and that's their journey, right, they're recovering, that's what they're here to heal. But also this idea of utilizing the power of higher meaning and constant growth and giving everybody else, you know, that, and I love that, uh, what's that YouTube song about grace finds beauty in everything and removes the stain, right? Um, grace removes the stain, you know, not to see the innocence and not the guilt, to see, to, because to find the good and the beauty in everything and use it to expand your love, right, you know, open up your heart wider so that heart, that expansion box, like in your car, but some people, when they, that expansion box gets too hot, it explodes, right, so, you know, understanding but learning to discover higher level meaning in every relational interaction with your partner on a constant, in, in constant, never ending growth and improvement, learning and pra- again, this is a practice. It's not people have. We all have to practice this in some way. And practicing, learning, practicing this unforced rhythm of grace and acceptance within, and in that shared, that safe, that that space between. Within and for yourself and between your partner through this ever-evolving dynamic process of discovery and then of course gratitude and giving appreciating you know appreciation that we talked about before is the power experience life's greatest blessings now i get handed i got handed a huge wound this month and I was talking to a lot of my friends, psychologists, coaches, you, other people going through and, and feeling really wounded and hurt by something. And I'm not typically someone that I can move through it because I've got, you know, I've learned to process grief and loss, but the wounding was still there. And and the most beautiful thing they said is, "Joe, you just need to stand in the truth of who you are." Because this is the perfect blessing and just the right gift for you to learn and experience this and to move beyond this pattern. Because I have mine too, right? We all have the patterns we run and unconsciously and mine can tend to surface up and bubble up to the surface. And <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm un- I have my unconscious parts too. And that's being aware of that. Completely. Yeah. I, no, I completely agree. Um, but this is the stuff that we're going to be talking about in our Rebuild Your Relationship. If people want to, if they join me in a coaching or if they're working with me in a one-day, two-day, three-day intensive or relationship seminar, which is can be one-on-one. I put you up in a boat or a five-star hotel or we do group stuff uh, with other couples um, or if you're happen to be in Carlsbad or San Diego I have offices here in Socal so i just want to make myself accessible and responsive and, and emotional engaging to invite you into this space between right so we can heal that space between mm-hmm. so right?
0: ultimately uh, the first thing everybody needs to do is to contact you how do they get a hold of you 310-560-0726
1: or they can email me at um, uh, Joe at rebuildingconnection.com. Those are the two best ways to reach me.